0: Good morning, everyone. So good to see you today. Um, Can you believe that it is nearly two years since we first heard that message, stay at home? It's very nearly two years, just in a couple of weeks. I don't think any of us had any idea how much impact that was going to have on our lives, um, how much change we were going to go through. And, And I don't know about you, but these last two years have probably been two of the hardest years of my life. I found it really hard. You know, for many of us, our lives have just been severely impacted by this global pandemic. Um, Whether we've been physically impacted through the virus itself on our own bodies or through the loss or, or, or impact on loved ones, through financial struggles or just constant, endless cycles of change. You know, I think as a result, many of us have experienced exhaustion, stress, anxiety, brokenness. And I think if we're honest, we're sometimes just relieved to make it through the day. But today, it feels like things are starting to change. I mean, I wasn't wearing a mask just now for the first time in a long time. You know, we're learning to, to live and adapt to COVID. It doesn't mean it's gone away, but we're learning to understand how to live with it. And we're starting to do things perhaps that we haven't done for two years, like remembering how to talk to other people. Did you remember that? So last week, we started our new series, um, Inside Out, and we're doing that in Sundays and in small groups as well. Um, And as Andy shared, he reminded us of the movie Titanic. And thanks, Andy. That was uh, much appreciated. I just want to, I haven't watched it either. I haven't watched the whole thing. I don't know why the booze. I mean, I I was 17 when it came out, and I didn't have a girlfriend, so I had no one to impress. So I've still not watched it. Now, if you were on the upper deck of that Titanic, life was pretty good, right? You know, you know, decadent dinners, dance parties, live music. There was luxurious decor. I think that was kind of gold on the, everywhere you looked. But when the Titanic hit the iceberg, the ship came into serious trouble. And for a while, even as the crew were frantically trying to fix the issues below, these people on the top of the deck, they were still carrying on as normal, weren't they? But very soon, the problems below began to affect those on the upper decks too. And we all know how it ended. And perhaps, I wonder, some of us might see that in our own lives. Maybe from the outside looking in, from the upper deck, or from maybe our social media posts, life seems quite quite good. Good job, perfect family, nice car, good clothes... But as Rich Villadas puts it in the book that we've been um, exploring, he says, sooner or later, the issues on life's lower decks, though we remain oblivious, will nevertheless rise to the top. You see, our, our values, our attitudes, our experiences, whether good or bad, will always rise to the surface. Now, over these next few weeks, we're going to be thinking about the lower decks of our lives, thinking about how we can be transformed into, people, into the people that we were made to be from the inside out. Now, it's in great time, times of great difficulty and uncertainty, like we've experienced these last two years, that we really need these strong roots in place to keep us stable and grounded, helping us to keep our lives centered on Jesus. We need healthy rhythms and patterns that enable us to remain close to him so that when we do encounter these storms of life, we have something, indeed someone, to hold on to. I strongly believe that we're not just meant to survive each day. We're not just meant to survive life. We're meant to thrive. And Jesus invites each one of us into a life of abundance. So whether you've been following Jesus for years or Perhaps you don't even know Jesus yet and you're sat here today. And if that is you, I just want to say you are so, so welcome. And secondly, I I hope what I share for all of us is helpful. I just want to remind us the best way to engage with this series um, on Sundays um, in in here and then online and then also in Youth and Young Vineyard in our small groups. If you're not yet part of one, there's still time to join one. Um, and the um, third so thing, journey with Jesus as we go through this series, that's really important and if you want a book to read through length, can I just highly recommend this book that we're going to be referring to and dipping into now and again, that's The Deeply Formed Life by Rich Villa. that's really, really helpful. So it's always a good place to start thinking about any subject, just think what did Jesus do, what did Jesus think about this, so we're going to read some for some of us, might be really famous verses from John 15. So if you want to open up your Bibles this morning, we're going to read from the first verse. And those verses say this. He says, "'I am the vine, and my Father is the gardener. "'He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, "'while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes, "'so that it will be even more fruitful.'" such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be given to you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. I, I love these words. And I just want to hone in a little bit on verse 4, where it says, remain in me and I will remain in you. Remain in Jesus, that, that's it. That's all we need to do, I think, if we want to stay rooted and stay firm in life. So if that sounds so simple, why is it sometimes so incredibly difficult? The reality is many of us have struggled to keep going these past two years. And and for some of us, if we're honest, life has spiraled a bit out of control, which means it isn't something that we can do in our own strength. I love these words from, from author and pastor Dane Ortland. He says, we do not achieve internal calm by securing external calm. I, we can't put things in place around us to kind of ensure what's going on inside is okay. We find internal calm by looking to God. You see, this isn't about trying really hard. It's about realigning our lives around a different pattern, a pattern that in effect, acts on the premise that every good thing starts in God's presence. Rich Villadas puts it like this. He says, to be deeply formed is to regularly come back to a different rhythm, a rhythm marked by communion, reflection, and a life-giving pace that enables us to offer our presence to the present moment. So what kind of healthy rhythms and practices will help us to slow down and to remain in Jesus? Now, I just want to say there's there's some really helpful thoughts that I could share with you right now, but they're going to come up in our small group materials this week. There's a great interview. I can see Rick and Lulu there. There's a great interview with Rick and Lulu. I'm just priming you just in case people talk to you about it next week. Um, But there's a wonderful interview. It's just some incredible wisdom from them. So make sure you connect with the small group materials so you can um, be part of that. So how, how, what can we do today? This morning, I really just want to share quite personally with you. Um, as I said at the beginning, I found these last two years incredibly hard. Now, perhaps compared with some of the other things going on in the world, particularly right now, what I'm going through is quite minuscule. But I think sometimes we, we all feel like that, don't we? We feel like what we're going through is so small compared with what everyone else. But I, hope, I share this because I hope it helps you um, this morning. So, you know, alongside some, some really hard family stuff, many of you will know that I injured my ankle 18 months ago. That's why I'm sat on a stool right now. Um, and I've effectively been on lockdown ever since. Um, so for me, it's, it's a chronic condition. It's a nerve condition that I know, although I believe in it, I, I'm expectant of it. Without God's healing, this may be me for the next coming months, years. I don't know. So I can't really stand unaided for about more than five minutes. Although I can walk around without crutches, I find them really helpful, particularly if I'm around for a long morning, uh, like on a Sunday. Um, I can't actually leave the house without help from others. Um, I can't do the things that I used to do pre-lockdown to keep myself healthy, um, mentally, emotionally, and physically, um, to keep my family going, um, and to remain in Jesus. It's been really hard. So I've had to, you know, as the age-old adage goes, let go and let God in in so many areas of my life. Um, So this morning, I'm just going to share three things that I found really helpful just to keep going these last two years. Now, I'm just going to say these things are not rocket science. But I just feel for many of us that it's either a call to Jesus or a call back to Jesus. These are the things that he, he wants to impart to us all. So I said, first of all, it all starts in God's presence. We often say that's where every good thing begins. So, I want to ask do you want to experience more of God's presence in your life? Nobody? No? Nope. Anybody? I'm hoping some of you do. Um, otherwise, you probably wouldn't be here, I guess. Um, unless there's a free lunch on offer afterwards or something. But, three things, okay? Are you ready for this? I told you it wasn't rocket science. Okay? These are the three things worship more, read the Bible more, pray more, okay? It's not rocket science. These are, these are standard things, okay? Verse 7 says, Let my words remain in you. So we can do that through worship. If you play an instrument, use it to worship. Sing in the shower. Um, stick worship music on in the car at home and see the difference in the atmosphere. The second thing, engage with the Bible. There are so many ways these days to engage with the Bible. You can pick up a physical Bible. Do you remember these? Paper ones. Or you can grab the app on your phone, which I use a bit of both. So I find them both incredibly helpful. But sometimes it's really hard to know where to start. So I would just encourage you, if you haven't read through a gospel recently, that's a really good place to start, whether you're reading through a physical Bible or online. There's things like Bible in one year if you've... Um, I, I've done that a few times. There's, there's a way you can read through the whole Bible across a whole year. And in fact, I was talking to someone just last week who had completed the Bible in one year after I mentioned it about a year ago. And he was chatting to one of his colleagues, completely oblivious to the fact that he'd, done, he'd um, done this Bible in one year. And he said, there's something different about you. You've changed this past year, and in a good way. You know, You're calmer, more content. And then he told his colleague that he'd been reading the Bible in a year. You see, reading the Bible, starting every day in God's presence is such a good thing to do. It's made a huge difference in his life. I encourage you to explore that as well. Another thing that I found helpful on my, on my phone is the Lectio 360 app. So that's with 24-7 prayer. Um, I found that, I, I dip in and out of it personally, and I find it really helpful to, to pray and to read the Bible at the same time. So thinking about Ukraine, there's been some really helpful resources on that over these last couple of weeks and a really helpful way to kind of um, to step into Lent as well. Some really good stuff there. So I just want to encourage you, what kind of step could you take today? Maybe you only read the Bible once a week on a Sunday or whenever you come into the church building. I just want to encourage you, could you start reading the Bible a bit more during the week? If you read the Bible every few days, why not start to read your Bible every day? through one of these apps or through picking up the gospel. I just want to encourage you, wherever you are today, take a step. So read the Bible more, pray more, and, and worship more. Start each day by inviting God into our day. And then talk to him. Thank him for the new day. Maybe just thank him for the breath in your lungs, a roof over your head. Invite him then into whatever you're doing, work, rest, or play. Ask for opportunities to share his love with others. Now, one of the most helpful tools um, to help me pray at the moment is something called the examine, which sounds really grand. Um, I wanted to... We're probably a little bit short of time to do that, but I'm just going to talk you through it. This is something that you can do anywhere, okay? So um, you can do that on the bus, when you're walking. Um, I had an MRI scan on my ankle a little while back. As I was sat there, there's not a lot else you can do, really, is there? So... I just, I, just, I just did this, and it helped me to prayerfully kind of reflect and bring God into my moment, so into the moment I was in. This is an ancient practice that people have been doing for a long time. It's good. So it starts with just kind of being still and becoming aware of God's presence. So sometimes it's helpful just to imagine Jesus in front of you. And I'm going to talk through it. You can take a little bit of a, a dive into it if you want. But, um, and then maybe just your breath, become aware of your breathing as you do that. You know, you might just want to say as you, as you, uh, as you breathe in, you know, you, you are here, Lord. And as you breathe out, and I am with you. And then you just start to give thanks. Reflect on the past few hours. Think of anything that's gone on. Think of every detail. Um, you know, perhaps that answered prayer or that really good cup of coffee or that painful email that gives you an opportunity to trust in God a little bit more. You know, there is nothing too small to be grateful for. And then start to reflect, become aware of your own emotions. Name perhaps the emotion that you're feeling and just give it to God and ask him to use that emotion that you you are experiencing. Think about whether you chose Jesus' way in that situation. And if you did, you know, give thanks for that. And if not, maybe there's an area that you just want to bring to him in that moment. And then to pray, just to, you know, all of this is prayer, but particularly just focus in on one feature of the day. And then choose to bring that to the Lord. You know, whether it be a joy or a sorrow, and just bring that to him. And then take some time to hope, to look forward to the next hours of expectation. And let his kingdom come in whatever you're doing. So um, there's some great if you want to find some resource about how to do that a little bit more, there's a website that's come up behind me. So the, the resources page on our website has some great things. So being with Jesus, being in his presence is the most important thing that we do. So let's, con- let's just continue by looking at one of the Jesus- rhythms that Jesus prioritised. Now, uh, there's going to be some verses that come up behind me from Mark 21. I'd love you to explore that. But um, what I, want, I would just want to pull out some of the, the themes that, you, um, that, that we see here. What I want you to notice is Jesus' rhythm of life. So if, if we can just bring up the, the next few verses there that are coming up. Joel, thank you. Um, So Jesus here, he goes about his work. He finds rest and then he goes again. Really simple, you know. Work and rest here go hand to hand. We work to rest, we rest to work. So Jesus in this in this passage, he goes straight from the synagogue to his friend's home, and then even after sunset, he was spending time with more people, healing the sick, driving out demons, and eventually we assume that he might have got some sleep because we know that he got up the next morning. So. We're hopeful that he got some sleep. And then he leaves the house. He finds a solitary place to pray. No one knew where he was. You know, perhaps he'd, he'd switched off his phone. He'd found a place to um, before the start of the day to rest in God's presence. And then before going on to another village then to continue his ministry. You see, rest is incredibly important. You know, we see that in the pattern of Jesus. We see that in the way that he lived his life. Now, the famous um, North African uh, theologian and writer, St. Augustine, he said this. He said, set aside time and allot certain hours to the welfare of your soul. And here he is writing in the first century. And here we are a little while later. He knew that it was important even then. You know, if we don't learn to rest well then we will get tired. We will burn ourselves out and we're likely to get irritable with those around us. Have you ever noticed that? Probably in other people rather than yourself, I'm assuming. But we all get a bit irritable when we're tired and we're not resting well. But if we learn to rest well in ways that aren't just slumping ourselves in front of a TV, we will find our ways to come alive and be the people that Jesus wants us to be. You know, it's more than just binging a box set it's it's about recharging ourselves emotionally spiritually physically now we all rest in different ways don't we so um, if you're up on your feet all day probably you just want to sit back and you know kick back and do something more relaxing um, in my job I spend quite a lot of time sitting down more than ever now um, and, and talking to a lot of people I do things you know it's a lot of time in front of a screen um, and so always my preferred way of resting is actually by getting very tired by jumping on my bike and being very active. Um, And the only thing I had to think about was like the next hill that I had to go up. And um, I could just completely clear my head by doing that. Um, But for the past 18 months, I haven't got on my bike once. And that's been really, really hard. So I've had to actually rethink how I switch off, how I rest my brain, how I emotionally and spiritually and physically recharge. Um, and so I've had to find new ways to rest. So watching a, a proper movie, like not Titanic, um, <laughs> with this few I, I, I'm, I'm, there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of angst here. Wow, I mean, there's a lot of Leo fans in the room. I think um, he has aged quite a bit, though, to be fair. So you might want to just find a way, just to kind of like move the phone out of the way. So for me, like beautiful cinematography incredible dialogue, those are the kind of things that, that actually, I, you know, there's a creative part of my brain that's unlocked, and I really love that, I read a lot more than I used to, so whether that be novels, Christian books, all sorts of different things, um, and another thing which we try and press into as a family is, is Sabbath, and just trying to switch off for a few hours, some weeks that works better than others, this last weekend was a train smash. But, you know, there are times when it's just an opportunity to switch off, have quality time with one another and also with Jesus by, you know, by going offline for a while. And, and I wonder for all of us, are there steps that we could take in that area? I wonder what, what it could look like for you. You know, maybe it's just one morning the next morning where you know the alarm is not going to go off. That's an incredible blessing for some of us. You know, maybe it's just an evening, a few hours here and there. Just start with small steps and then you can grow. But you know, it's truly life-changing when we create good rhythms where we really can switch off, slow down and rest in God's presence. But I know that for some of us, time off can feel like time wasted. But I think if we learn to rest well, just like Jesus, we're then able to go again. And this is the life that he wants for us, where we are unhurried and where we prioritize being present with him and with those around us. Now, as we come towards the end, I just want to take us back to those verses in John 15. Um, Jesus says in verse 4, Remain in me as I also remain in you. You know, if we try to do life on our own without the support and the stable community of others, we will struggle. I believe and, and I think this is a word for us, we need a rhythm of stability in our lives. It's not something we often talk about, but I think stability is incredibly underrated. The idea of remain. You know, I started this talking about this morning talking about all the changes that we've experienced these past two years. And and all these things create a lack of stability. You know, when life is unstable, if we float from relationship to relationship, from job to job, home to home, dare I say it, church to church, or worse still, church to no church, we make life even more challenging for ourselves. You see, choosing to remain in Jesus and to stay connected with others, I think it's is almost a miracle in today's society. But it's what we need if we want to live a life of abundance. So can I urge us not to run off to the next attractive thing around the corner? Don't drop out of something to avoid an awkward conversation. Don't hide from commitment. You know, when we remain in him, he promises to remain in us too. Isn't that incredible? What a promise that is. So let's stick it out. Slow right down where we can and learn his unforced rhythms of grace. So we're just going to take some time to, to respond now. And, and first of all, I just want to invite us all to come to Jesus. You know, that's a great place to come, isn't it? You know, in his presence. He wants us to remain in him. See, there may be things that, that, that we've shared this morning. You know that you're not as close to him as you were 18 months, two years ago. But there's an opportunity to come back to him. If you've never said yes to Jesus, this is going to be a really great moment just to say yes to him in this moment. So can I encourage you just to take a moment, maybe just close your eyes where you are. This is just between you and him. This is, nobody else needs to be, be involved at this moment. I'm going to pray a prayer, and I'd love you just to make it, make it your own. So you might just want to pray along in your head. So Jesus, I'm so sorry for the times that I've, I've gone off and I've done my own thing. Jesus, I'm sorry for the times when I've rushed on to the next thing and not even paid attention to you. Right now, I choose to remain in you. I choose to come to you. And I thank you so much for the promise that you will remain in me. So Jesus, I I give you everything. Amen. Amen.